Hey friends, welcome back to the Swoon Diaries podcast. I'm Naz and today I'll be doing another rendition of Love or List. And today I'll be talking about two of the K-Dharma offerings we got in July, Not Others, as well as My Lovely Liar. So first I'm going to talk about Not Others. So let's get into the rundown. When high school student Kim and me discovered that she was pregnant, her entire life changed in an instant. Determined to keep her baby, Unmi did just that, raising her daughter Jinhee on her own. The two have quite literally grown up together. Now in her 40s, Unmi works as a physical therapist, while 29-year-old Jinhee works as an officer at the Namchon police substation. Despite being an adult herself, Jinhee still lives with her mother, a fact which leads to an endless stream of bickering between the two. Though both mother and daughter will agree that they love each other dearly, the two just can't seem to find a way to get along these days. As if struggling to find a way to deal with her daughter wasn't enough, Unmi's life takes a complicated turn when Dr. Park Jin Hong suddenly appears before her. While Unmi tries to make sense of mysterious Dr. Park, Jin Hee struggles to find a way to get along with her new director, Un Jae Won. So Kim Unmi is played by Jun Hye Jin, who you may have seen in Uncle and Search WWW, just to name a few. Jin Hee is played by Soo Young, member of Girls' Generation. She also appeared in So I Married the Anti-Fan, Run On, If You Wish Upon Me, as well as many other dramas. Park Jin Hong is played by An Jae Wook, who you may have seen in Mouse. And Eun Jae Won is played by Park Sung Hoon, who you may have seen recently in The Glory. And he was also in Memorials, aka Into the Ring. And he will also be in Squid Game Season 2, so super excited about that. So now I'm going to move into my general thoughts about this drama. So the initial pull for me was Soo Young. I've loved every single drama that I've seen her in. And I was like, if Soo Young's in it, I'm at least going to check it out. So that was the first thing. And it also just seemed like it was going to be super fun and lighthearted. And I needed a lighthearted drama in my rotation. So I was like, I'm definitely going to check this out. So as far as the first two episodes, I thought they were absolutely hilarious. There were scenes in both of those episodes that I laughed out loud because they were that funny. So I really, really enjoyed myself in the first two episodes. And I felt like they did a really great job introducing us to Jin Hee and Unmi and their mother-daughter dynamic and their relationship. So I thought they did a really good job with that. And I feel like that was the purpose of the first two episodes to just kind of introduce us to them and their relationship and just their family dynamic. Um, you see that Jin Hee is like super like disciplined. You know, she's a cop. So she's disciplined. She's straight laced. And her mom is definitely more of like a free spirit. And like her mom definitely still wants to hold on to her youth with like everything that she has. Um, and it's just really funny to see them kind of bicker and they go out and they hang out with each other. And it's it's super funny and it's super cute. Um, it was hilarious. I think, I don't, I think it was episode two. Um, there was a neighbor of theirs that lived directly across from them in the hall that was like stealing panties. <laughs> and it was just so ridiculous. <laughs> he was stealing panties and he thought that he was stealing Jin He's panties and he was so disappointed to find out that he was stealing Unmi's panties. And he was like, why would you wear underwear like this? You're too old to wear underwear like this. Like, just so disrespectful. But it was just, like, such an... It was just hilarious. Like, that entire debacle was just so, so funny. Um, but it really did set the tone for the show. This kind of irreverent humor. So it was really, really fun. But even though I really enjoyed the first two episodes, I kind of felt like I really didn't know where the show was going. 
and I felt like it, I could give a better opinion watching the next two episodes. So I, I thought, you know, this is kind of a change of pace for Liverless because usually um, we would just do like the first two episodes. But I was like, okay, like maybe I should go up to four for this one because you really don't get a sense of where the show is going until you get past episode two, in my opinion. So if you're curious about the show, I would suggest watching the first four episodes um, to just get a feel because after the first two episodes, I was like, I love it, but I have no idea what the show is about. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I think the second two episodes, episodes three and four, give a lot more context about the show's structure. It seems like we're kind of going to get episodic cases, maybe like every other episode, but there's also going to be like an overarching mystery that they kind of introduce. And it's introduced in the first two episodes, but I feel like it's more fleshed out in the second two episodes. Um, so something really important that was introduced um, in the second two episodes was, of course, Dr. Park's entrance, because we don't even meet him in the first two episodes. So um, his entrance into the show. Um, and then we also meet Unmi's best friend, and who is kind of like an aunt figure to Jinhee. And um, we learn a lot more about Unmi's um, past in um, episode three, I believe, because we see that Unmi had an alcoholic father that was, you know, beating her up and her her best friend like took her in and her and her mom became like you know a surrogate family to her so you know we see kind of like more about Unmi's past and where she's come from and so I thought that was really important context that you know episodes three and four provided um and yeah so it was really interesting just like I feel like now that I've seen episodes three and four I kind of have a, a, a better sense of the structure and who our characters are and kind of like okay like what the premise is going to be and it seems like the overarching mystery is going to be like who is this like neighborhood creeper that you know apparently on me at, at one point she had stopped an attack um, the creeper had, you know, he, he had this woman in a chokehold and he, and she was able to come and kind of intervene. So I guess we're trying to figure out like who that person is because that person is coming after Unmi, like he's been, you know, tracking her. So I think that's like the overarching mystery of the show. So we'll see how all of that, you know, fleshes out. But then Dr. Park is also very, um, interesting as well, because we, we get introduced to him by him just kind of standing, He's standing in the street um, across from Unmi and Jinhee's apartment. And he's just kind of like looking up and looking, you know, looking up at the apartment. And we're just like, okay, like, who are you? Like, where did you come from? How did you know that they live there? So it kind of introduces some very interesting plot things. So we'll see where things go with that. But that kind of leads into my questions about the rest of the drama. So Dr. Park, I think... I, I, my question is, I have a theory, but my question is, is he Jinhee's dad, Unmi's ex from high school? Because, you know, when we had some scenes, um, I believe in episode four, he came to see her at the, um, the physical therapy office that she works at. And he was just like, oh, like, you know, like, do you remember me? Da, da, da. And she was just kind of like, what? Like, you know, so like, I, I, I don't know. It seems like he, there was a, there's a relationship there that she doesn't remember maybe I don't know but I have I think that he might be Jinhee's dad I don't know I don't know um but then again I'm just like well then wouldn't she wouldn't Unmi recognize him you know what I mean so I don't know but he clearly like knows her from somewhere so I'm just wondering who he is um also I was wondering about this neighborhood creeper so you know he's like dead set on getting Unmi back like she you know intervened in this attack that he was um trying to carry out and he was basically trying to track her down and find her. 
But I'm like, you know, I guess I'm trying to figure out, is there more to the story? Like, why is he so dead set on getting her back? Because my thing is like, he's still scot-free. He can still go out and attack people if he wants to. So like, why is he so dead set on like getting her back? Like, what is he getting her back for? And it just gives me a sense that like, there's more to the story than just like, oh, I'm mad because she like kept me from attacking somebody. So that was something I was wondering. I was also wondering if there was going to be a love triangle specifically for Jin Hee because of course the show is obviously set up for Unmi to be with the doctor and Jin Hee to be with Jaewon. But I'm wondering if there's going to be a love triangle between Jin Hee, Jaewon and her, um, her childhood love. So I'm wondering if that is going to be a thing. But my thing is like, if he's, she's going to be with Jaewon, like he needs to fix his attitude first. He is so rude. He's so mean. And like, I remember the scene that, um, they had gone out drinking as a team and at work well not at work but after work and um she got tasked with having to take him home and he was so rude to her even when he was like completely wasted just so rude and I was like if the y'all are gonna be together he's gonna need to fix his attitude because I cannot I cannot um and I would I want to know more about their past as well because it's just like why does he hate her so much they went to academy together and all these things and like he just has this hate for her and I really want to know why because sometimes it'll be really mean but then sometimes he wants to have these like really deep conversations with her and I'm like you need to figure out your feelings because like what what is going on here so yeah I just need to know I just I would love to see just more of Jinhee and Jaywon's backstory their police academy experience maybe or just more um information about like why he feels the way he feels towards her because he's just so rude he's so rude <laughs> so now into hopes I really want Jin He's co-workers to stop being mean to her. And honestly, I don't even know if I fully understand this whole situation with the demotion um, and her having to move to that police station in the first place. I really, I don't even understand what happened. I know there was like a child abuse case and maybe there was an issue with like the order of command and how she reported it or how she handled it. But it seemed like she was used as a scapegoat in some situation, but I don't even really fully understand the situation, but I just want her work environment to be better for her. And of course I want the show to continue to, you know, be enjoyable because I definitely am enjoying it. So for my decision, I really enjoyed the show. Really, really loved it. And I will continue watching. Um, at this point, um, episodes five and six have aired. So we're already halfway through the show and it's only 12 episodes. So I feel like it's no harm to like discontinue this show because I really am liking it. It's kind of like a nice little light fluffy, um, you know, show to like wind down with for my Monday and Tuesday. So absolutely loving it. I recommend you watch it if you haven't started already. It's a really nice light watch. Very, very funny. Um, and yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. So if you're looking for something fun in your K-drama rotation, uh, I think it's worth checking out and it's a short one. So that is not others. So now moving into My Lovely Liar. This one was very highly anticipated. I was very excited for it. Of course, I wanted to keep my expectations, you know, tempered, but I was really excited about it because of course, like Min Hyun, um, since Alchemy of Souls became a fan. And then I haven't seen Kim So Hyun since Love Alarm. And well, you guys know how I feel about that. So I'm like, I, I want to see her in a drama that I enjoy. So I was really rooting for a winner with this one. So we'll see. <laughs> so here is the rundown. Mok Sol-hee is a young woman with an extraordinary and supernatural ability. She is able to hear other people's lies, no matter how hard they try to conceal the truth. 
But this superpower has left her jaded. She no longer has any faith in other people and now considers them all to be morally bankrupt. But that all changes when she meets a successful music producer named Kim Doha. Kim Doha has become embroiled in a murder case and has gone into hiding in the residence next door to Moksol Hee. The producer's closest friend, Jo Duk Chan, the head of the talent agency, J Entertainment, is the only person who knows Kim Doha's secret. But Mok Sol Hee is in for a shock when she realizes that her new neighbor appears to be the only person in the, in the world her superpower does not work on. She becomes drawn to this mystery man, but will she ever learn the deepest secrets of his heart? So Mok Sol Hee is played by Kim So Hyun, who you may have seen in Love Alarm, <laughs> and River Where the Moon Rises, as well as many other dramas. And Kim Doha is played by Huang Minhyun, who you may have seen in a little drama called Alchemy of Souls. So that is our main cast. So as far as my general thoughts for this drama, I was hooked from the beginning. I thought these premiere episodes, episodes one and two, are really, really, really strong. I think that um, Sohyun and Minhyun have really good chemistry with each other. And I think the show has this light, fun feel without being like too over the top. It's not like slapstick and it's not like ridiculous, but it's it's like that perfect medium because we also have the mystery as well. And I feel like they meld together really well. So I'm really excited. I think they're doing a really good job like um, uh, melding these two genres together. I think they did a really good job showing us how Sol He like has built her life on her gift how she created a career out of it and how she uses it and I loved how they showed us like all the different ways that you know she uses it and like what people hire her to do I loved the um Kim Sun Young cameo um um so she had hired um Sol Hee to kind of like <laughs> see if her boyfriend was lying to her so she's like a really rich successful woman and she's dating this younger guy and she was trying to figure out if this guy really loves her. He wants her for her money. And, you know, she was like, oh, like, yeah, like, he's telling the truth. Like, he really does love you. He doesn't want you for your money. Like, you know. But then we find out that he, like, had a relationship with a maid who was, like, pregnant with his baby. And it's, like, this whole thing. But it was a really funny scene. But it was a really good way to show, like, the kind of things that she's hired to do. And, like, how she uses her gift. So it was really, really cool. Um, and there was a few scenes like that throughout the show. Just, you know, seeing the types of jobs that she's hired for. Um, so yeah, that was really fun. I loved the scene um, when <laughs> they showed um, Doha in this like imaginary secret agent scene because um, there was some like industry party and people were talking about like, why is Doha like, he, you never get to see his face. Like he never shows up anywhere. Like what if he's like a secret agent? And they show us this like imaginary scene of like Doha being a secret agent and like beating people up and like he has his sunglasses on, his gun and everything. And I was like, yes, give, <laughs> give the people what they want. <laughs> It was a really fun scene. Um, Solhi. So Solhi, she like almost got on my nerves a little bit because I was like, you're too nosy. Like the questions that she would ask Doha, like she, she's just so, so unashamedly nosy, but it didn't get on my nerves. It's like kind of funny, but like she has no shame. Like she just will, she'll ask anybody anything. Um, so I thought that was really funny. And with Doha, it seems like he's very sad and lonely. Um, obviously, he's like in hiding. He can't live his life freely. Um, only one person knows who he really is. Um, and we we see the scene um, with him and his mom. I believe it was in episode two, and um, they have to kind of like meet secretly. And it was sad because it's like it seems like he really doesn't. He can't really trust anyone. It's like no one believes him, and it's just really sad. Um, 
I love the scene when Solhi and Doha are watching soccer, but they're watching watching it separately, like in their apartments with their next door neighbor, so they could hear the other person, you know, cheering. And he's a Liverpool fan, she's a Manchester fan. So it was just like they're obviously rivals, and like it was just a really fun scene. And I feel like it was nice because we got to see more of Doha's like personality as well. Um, and this is so cute that they have like something in common. Like they already both love soccer, so it was really cute. And um I think the show is also really intriguing because you really want to know what happened to this girl that, you know, was murdered. Um, you know, apparently her and Doha had like a relationship because we see that scene, I think it was in episode one when um, in the five year flashback when um, he was like on a bus and then the girl's brother came and was just like, have you seen her? Like, I haven't heard from her and da da da. And like the brother was like beating him up and I'm like, what happened to this girl? So it's super, super intriguing because you're like, I really want to know what happened. So that goes into my questions about this drama. So the big question is, what happened that night at the beach? Like, we literally have no idea. Um, you know, like, apparently her, him, Doha, this was like his girlfriend. Um, and we see in the first episode, he's like walking along the side of the road. And like, Solhi had just finished a job. And she like saw him walking on the side of the road with like his soccer jersey on. So that's why she noticed him. But like, he had like something bloody in his hands. She didn't see that, of course. But that's what we see of you know the the aftermath of that night at the beach so i'm like okay like what happened like we you know we know they're in a relationship apparently they broke they broke up and then episode two we see like they she kind of like collapsed on him and then she had like a piece of glass and it was just like okay like what what happened so i'm just wondering what happened like they're giving us glimpses but of course like we still don't know and i'm very intrigued about like what could have happened um and i'm wondering if she maybe has some like emotional issues um because the, when the brother was yelling at doha he was saying how like oh like um she said like oh she was gonna kill herself if he like broke up with her or something like that so I'm just wondering, like, you know, and she had that piece of glass in her hand. So I'm just like, okay, like, I don't know. I really don't know what happened. Um, yeah, I'm just so intrigued by this mystery. Or like, is there someone else involved in this? Like, I, I don't know. Like, it, yeah. So I'm just wondering what happened. I'm also wondering why Solhi's power apparently doesn't work on him. And it's interesting, though, because that's the premise of the show. But when Doha was meeting with that annoying... Um, composer guy that was trying to accuse him of plagiarism she she was able to discern um that Doha was telling the truth when the guy was asking him all these questions but again she didn't like know it was him so like does it work when she just doesn't know it's him so yeah I was just wondering about that um also I'm wondering if this Yayan girl is gonna be a problem so that is the um the pop star girl that's friends with Doha and she's the only one she's the only other one that can see like can see his face um and he like writes all her songs and composes all her music and stuff and it seems like she has these unrequited feelings for him but she comes off as like really really like aggressive so I just hope that she doesn't become a problem later because when she left his place um she seemed like she was just really disgruntled like oh like how could he reject me you know so I just hope she doesn't become a problem I don't want a love triangle situation um yeah it doesn't seem like it's going that way but it seems like she really 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 likes him and she's willing to do anything to get him so we'll see what happens um and then my last question was i'm wondering if the brother knows something that we don't know like i don't know like of course he's really torn up about 
his sister. Um, they still haven't found her body, which is another thing. Because, yeah, they still haven't found her body. So I'm just wondering, like, I don't know. Like, does he know something? Like, I don't know. And, of course, he's, like, very torn up about it, as he should be. Um, even at this five year, five years after it happened. So I'm just wondering, like, is there more to the story? Like, does he know anything that we don't know? So we'll see. And as far as my hopes for this show, I really hope it maintains the tone. I think they're really leveling out like the mystery aspect and the comedy and the romance really, really well, because I already sense the chemistry between our leads. So I really, really love it. The last scene of episode two, when she like took off his mask, I was like, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. and then he woke up and like grabbed her hand. I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. so I already, I already feel it. I already feel it. So hopefully we maintain a good balance of all of our genres we have going on. As far as my final decision, I mean, if you can already tell, I absolutely love the first two episodes. I will keep watching this show. I am so scared, though, because there are a lot of shows coming in August, y'all, that I want to watch. I pretty much want to watch all of them. And I'm like, how am I going to fit them in my schedule? Because this is these two shows I talked about today, they're already both Monday, Tuesday shows. So my Mondays and Tuesdays are already double booked. So I'm just like, how is this going to work? <laughs> So pray for me, y'all. I'm going to have to, I might have to let some things go. Maybe some of these August shows, I might have to wait a little bit before I can watch them because I'm only one person, but we'll see what happens. But I will continue watching the show. Absolutely love it. Please let me know if you guys are watching either of these shows or both of these shows and what you think as you continue to watch them. But these are two winners for me. So super excited to see how they go and hoping that they continue to be good and they end well. <laughs> so thank you all so much for listening. Wherever you're listening, I hope you're having a wonderful day and talk to you later. Bye.